Hello, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Dropping the Plumb Line. My name is Stacey Mueller. And I'm Anna Largen. And today we're going to do this audio podcast, and we are um, going to share a little bit about the message that God gives us through the names of the judges. I feel like it's really timely for us right now. And and Anna, we have, what, stepped into the rest season of the Lord, and people are probably going, well, what's the rest season? And I would say, well, I'm sure you're familiar with seed time and harvest, Mm -hmm. but then there's another season that we sometimes discount because we don't think it's valuable. And it is this time of rest. And what do we do in the rest season? You know, people used to come up to me all the time and go, you know, the Lord's telling me to tell you, Stacey, that you need to rest. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm like, huh, what does that mean? Because I I just couldn't understand why I was being told that. I didn't understand the meaning of it. Mm -hmm. And rest doesn't mean that you just sit back and you watch movies and get your popcorn out and like sleep and do nothing, Mm -hmm. right? Or go on vacation. It means to take time to sit before the Lord, to investigate his word, let the Holy Spirit speak Mm -hmm. um, through that word Mm -hmm. because that word is living. And then it starts sharing something for the now moment that Mm -hmm. God wants to, you know, deposit in our spirit and reveal to us. And, and so, so often, you know, in the rest season, we, um, we, we just, uh, just keep doing the things that we've been doing, uh, and we don't stop. Right. And, and, and actually the Gregorian calendar, it actually um, kind of lines up. We've just come to the end of 2023. And what do people usually do at the end of the year? New Year's resolutions. They do New Year's resolutions. Yeah. They mm-hmm. take an inventory of the highlights, the lowlights. Yep. And so this is part of the process, you mm-hmm. know, that we're supposed to do through the rest season, but not just a day. Yeah. We're actually going to be doing it for an uh, a whole four months this year because we have a second month of Adar mm. added to our Hebrew covenant calendar. Before the new year. Before the new which year. Which is the seed season. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh huh. I just really wanted to quick, I just, when you talked about that, I thought about the land resting. You yeah. need to let the land rest. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right? To, mm-hmm. to, and, but in the time, you don't, it looks like there's nothing happening in the land, mm-hmm. on the ground, but there's a lot, there's decom, decom, um, decomposure. Decomposure. I don't know what uh-huh. else. I'm not a scientist, but there's, yeah. a, there is a lot that's going in the land as it's resting to be able to put forth that, this, and grow a beautiful seed and, in the, in the spring, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, and and then it's actually something that's in the blueprint in the Old Testament that God reveals to us. Even every seven years, the mm-hmm. land was supposed to rest. That's right, right. So if we follow and abide by just the you know that pattern, mm-hmm. the land becomes fruitful to us in its in its fullness. Yes, and we actually haven't been following that pattern at all. Matter of fact, remember the days when. You couldn't go to a restaurant on Sunday because everyone was, you know, closed and they were following the Sabbath on a Sunday. You know, I know we're off on that on that day as we've adopted it, but the concept of resting Mm -hmm. and everything shuts down, you know, then it gives you like that, you know, uh, an energy to step out into the new week, you know, and so yeah. anyway, so what are we? What are you supposed to do in this um, season of rest? In this first month of the rest season is the t- number ten mm-hmm. of the Hebrew covenant calendar. Ten is a number of divine order, um, authority coming into God's authority of what He's saying, uh, testimony. What is His word? 
um, that's written on your heart, speaking. What's the Holy Spirit prompting you? What is the how is the the word uh, that you're reading? It confirming what the Holy Spirit is saying, and lining these things up. And so often we don't do something, and that is get rid of the things that are not being fruitful, mm. and to cut them off because oh, we just you know had a good season with it, or you know it's hard to let go of those old clothes, right? And you're like oh maybe I'll wear them someday up ahead, and then you keep them in your closet, you know, mm. and it becomes very weighty when you don't. Right, right. So if we close them off and we, you know, shut the door and throw out the clothes, um, you know, then we make room. Mm -hmm. We make room for the new. Mm -hmm. And we're light loaded, right? Yeah. That's why I kind of interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. No, it was just the heavy, that heaviness of, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's very distracting to have so much going on. Whereas if you clear that out, you're... You have less to think about, yeah, and be able to receive the new, yeah. So um, I wanted to also mention that even though we're at the end of the Gregorian calendar, twenty twenty three, and we're stepping into the twenty twenty four, yes, um, our Hebrew covenant calendar is not complete. Correct. We still have to go all the way through until um, April eighth, and that's when the new year starts. Yes, and it starts off with a bang. It has a solar eclipse. Yep. And so I do believe when you see an extra month of Adar added to a year, in my experience, um, God is really preparing us for something that's big, that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going through a wrestle with our flesh. We're going through a wrestle to understand, you know, uh, the, the mind of the Lord. Um, he's putting people in place mm-hmm. because we come into a set time when he releases things. Um, and so I feel like we're coming into a convergence. That's the word I keep getting in my spirit mm-hmm. of the, um, the year that's ahead of us is that word convergence, his people, his purpose, his timing, all coming into union and community. Coming yeah, mm-hmm. coming together. And uh, they're coming together in his appointed time, not our time, his a time. Yeah. And so we're all lining up and understanding and sinking into what his time looks like. And so that's why we studied the Hebrew covenant calendar. What's the rhythm? What's the pattern? And mm-hmm. when we come into First Fruits every month, that um, door is open to come into the inner sanctuary of his heart. And that's where he reveals his secrets. He opens up his heart to us and to each other. And we go deep mm-hmm. in intimacy. And intimacy and authenticity is really what the world looking for what we need to be and witness and so this is a really great uh practice you know to you know we don't have have to celebrate first fruits and the feast but we do it because we want to abide in that rhythm in that pattern in the heartbeat of god Mm -hmm. and then we can express him better um to other people yeah yeah all right so um i don't know i think we should go into the message of the judges uh this month in the 10th uh hebrew covenant calendar is associated with the tribe of dan and dan's name means to judge and so god wants us to he tells us to you know judge yourself first right Mm. before the lord Lord, that's right. (laughs) Open up, you know, get yourself open to saying, Lord, what is, is there something that's preventing me into that intimacy with you? 
into the truth of the matter at hand, you know, and so it's called circumcision, mm. circumcising, you know, our heart, you know, that has God's truth and his nature written upon our hearts and that everything that's, you know, our flesh is, is trying to pull us away from just the purity of that one simple thing, right? It's just mm-hmm. to love the Lord with all our heart, mm-hmm. love others, and to just rest in the knowledge of who he is. And our flesh just wants to get in the way all the time and take control and be rebellious, stubborn, whatever that is, right? Yeah. So um, so the Lord tells us to judge ourselves. And so and he's not only going to judge ourselves, you know, he's coming in to be the judge, to judge all the nations. So are you ready? You know, we want to be ready, yeah. but we also want to be ready together. God's doing such an um, an amazing work of synchronicity of the unity, one new man. We're all coming underneath his headship. So um, everything that's up ahead has to do with um, converging into um, being this one unit in his hand with the people that God's called you to. And I think it's really cool what happened in Idaho this just last year because that started to happen in two, uh, 2023 that we got you and I got to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just thinking how Jesus called us to be one body. Yeah. You know, we're, we're called to be one body in him. Uh huh. And that's that as one. Yeah. It doesn't look that way, unfortunately, right now because there's so much division, but he, that's, that's where all of this refining and Mm -hmm. for the Holy Spirit's coming. Yeah. That's refining and we're through him. We will be, we will come in but it's going to be in his timing yeah and it's interesting because i was just talking to someone just a few minutes ago and he's a general contractor and Mm. i was telling him you know uh one of the things that we've kind of missed out in christianity is understanding the nature or the way of the lord you know and and the way that and the the reason that's happened is because We've adopted, and it's not that it's not true, the saved by grace, we have been, Mm -hmm. um, and that brings us into the family of God. Um, But then what we did is we listened to this lie that, well, I'm saved by grace, and we can just kind of go our own way and do our own thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I, now I'm going to go back to to the analogy of the body, right? So the fingers and the hand, they have a specific function in the body. And if my finger said, you know what, I don't really want to be attached to the hand any longer. I just want to go and just do my own thing. It's just like, I mean, we would go, that's ridiculous. You yeah. know, like you can't even function without the hand. Yeah. You can't do what you're fully purposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's so easy for us to see that. But then we go as the body of Christ, we, you know, we just have all these different Christians that are just doing their own thing and, mm-hmm. and their own way of it. And yeah. so how do we come back into this synchronicity? Well, God has a master blueprint. And that's what I was kind of relating mm. it to this, this general contractor. I'm like, you would not even start start a a job without having the architect and the plan, what needs to um, happen, you know, the vision of what needs to be rebuilt. And then from that architect and that design, you know how to strategize, well, what needs to go first? Who do I need to call in? And with all those gifts, the plumber, the electrician, the drywaller, um, you know, the, the concrete, you know, like, okay, well, the concrete needs to be laid first before we start the, you know, you know, yeah, like, you know, the building, frame, the, the frame, frame yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, you and I aren't contractors, <laughs> so, you know, bear with us, but, um, but you guys kind of get it. You yeah. get that uh, understanding. And so with that blueprint, then everything can be built properly and in time mm-hmm. and everyone understands their lane, their gift, that how it fits 
fits into that um, that master plan. Yeah, that's what God's trying to teach us because He's coming back for a new Jerusalem, and a new Jerusalem is a corporate body that are 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 so united to the head that you can't see any division. You just see this the greatest glory that's just flowing out of them because they're just united in that glory, right? And so mm-hmm. it just it's like a city sit on a hill. And so um, God's teaching us how to do that. And I feel like we're coming into a greater awakening of understanding that Um, as we're heading through this, um, you know, this year into 2024, there's that convergence again. What does this look like, Lord? Mm -hmm. How can we come into that? What is the new Jerusalem? You know, that's a, you know, it's not a building. It's not a building. It's not a physical place. Right. It's it's all of us as one. Right. And so you're a temple. I'm a living temple. The Holy Spirit's living in. And so as we come together and we, you know, jointly fit together in that corporate temple, all of a sudden, you know, we function um, amazingly Mm -hmm. for the Lord to Mm -hmm. shift a city. Yeah. Um, I like that too, that it's it's to shift a city. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what God is... He's want he's wants us. Mm-hmm. He wants to use us, right, to do that. Yeah, to shift the nations. To shift the nations, then to heal the nation. We can't heal the nations unless we're in the right um, foundation. And so, as the master craftsman, he's showing us the architect of how we do that with Jesus as the chief cornerstone. Mm-hmm. And so, we're all coming back to our ancient pathways, understanding the true. The true nature of who he is, uh, reflecting his character, walking into his truth. And we have been blinded by some of the truth over the generations because of the choices that we've made in the church age to um, to compromise and the mixture that's been brought in. And with that mixture comes a blindness. Mm-hmm. And you know what's really interesting, Anna, is that last year I, w- I was telling you um, that the Pool of Siloam, where the blind man was healed by Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, This is actually also what they call Hezekiah's tunnel. It's where they built the waterways so when the enemy came, there would be no problem with them, you know, having the water. They couldn't be cut off from the water, right? Yeah. Um, And so they had some significant finding in September of last year. That's right. And it was just corroborating, you know, that miracle, but, um, and then the stairs that went down and stuff. And I felt like what God was showing with me, showing me because he's been on me about Hezekiah's tunnel mm. and Hezekiah himself, mm-hmm. uh, his whole, uh, walk with God is probably something that we should gravitate to. And it's something that I love to teach, um, because he saved, um, the house of Judah from being, you know, uh, retrieved by the King of Assyria and taken away. Um, because he stood in what was right. He went back to the master blueprint. blueprint. He was yeah. like, we get, we're, we've we got too much mixture and compromise here, you know? Yeah. And so I felt like with that discovery, it was just another confirmation that God is taking blinders off of us. Mm. And um, as a matter of fact, um, okay, so I'm kind of, I know you guys are waiting for the, the message of the judges, but I do want to um, share this and do a bunny trail first. Um, in 2020, uh, on the eighth day of tabernacles, the, the date was 10, 10, 20. I just remember it because of 10, 10 mm-hmm. and the Lord said, go to revelation 10. All right. And so this is why I just remembered. All right. And so in revelation 10, um, it says, 
But in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished as he declared to his servant, the the prophets. And what the Holy Spirit was sharing with me um, in that moment was that that you could feel and sense that we are so close to the sounding of the seventh trump. Mm. And the, 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 I mean, all of us have been waiting for this moment of convergence when we come to the end of this age called the church age and we stepped into this millennium reign with a full increase of God's glory mm. and this transformation and we really see the healing of the nations and then the the king of glory ruling the nations with you know putting all his righteousness and justice that we're all waiting for right uh into place and but it said in that scripture that before that happened the mystery of God would be revealed so so the mystery of God like what do you what do you think when you when you hear that what is the mystery like what um, do you think what's what has been hidden yeah from us right that you know we've had these blinders put on us and for that to drop and be revealed right what, what all those mysteries are right and so that's why I was mentioning the pool of Siloam because the guy was blind and then God uh Jesus supernaturally you know, lifted his blindness, mm-hmm. right? And um, and then Deuteronomy actually 29 says that revelation belongs to the Lord until it's his time to reveal it. Mm. So you have two things that are happening. We know you can be naturally blind, you know, like you're just born with it, right? And yeah. some some of us have been born blind, even as Christians, like we're born again, but we're blinded because of what the church has adopted as their truth and so we wouldn't know any better so kind of like a spiritual it's a spiritual spiritual blindness blindness, right Mm -hmm. okay then we have a natural blindness of course like Mm -hmm. that's right that god would supernaturally open up right yeah yeah right and then we have this um this also how the lord's like okay it's my time to release the revelation and then of course you're awakened you know you're like the oh wow oh i couldn't see that and now i do right so all those just kind of the same the same thing right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right so why god why has god waited all these years to start really opening up the mystery of god well we first of all i don't think we could have handled it Mm. because there's a responsibility uh, to the re- revelation when it's released. Yeah. And one of the things that people have been w- listening to our podcast or watching our videos, you know, we just did one on Christmas and Easter, for example. And we're realizing that that's not God's holy days. Nope. They're the holidays yes. that have a, re- uh, a, you know, a foundation rooted in paganism. Yes. Okay, so there's a mixture there. Yes. All right, so you tell me, could you tell churches today that, hey, listen, you're, you're, you know, you're celebrating and planting your two years, two days of the year that are your big years in paganism, and you probably need to adjust to the holy days, not the holidays. And I think all the churches would be like, what? Yeah. Right? They, they just, they just, wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to take on that responsibility. Yeah. It would just like... You know, God just knows when we can do it. Yeah. Some may, some people within the church may be able to, but in 
general, no. No, you know? And so I love that nature of God, how he doesn't give us more than um, we are able to handle. He knows mm-hmm. where we're at, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So some of the, for example, a lot of the stuff that I start, I'm starting to share right now, I've known it for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have to sit and wait until the Holy Spirit says, open up the door, you know, share that because, you know, I don't want to share something out of its time or to somebody and they're not ready mm-hmm. to hear that. And then they just like, they're not equipped to take it and run with it, yeah. you know, and the Lord knows when that time is yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so that's what the Lord was telling me was that, that we were going to come into a time that he was by his sovereign grace and mercy. It was just his time. I'm taking the blinders off. And I felt like we had a time frame of three and a half years. And so when you look at that time frame, and then Revelation 11 actually talks about the two witnesses, which is the law and the spirit symbolically um, of God's full measure of his law, his spirit, right? That's how we come into truth and how we see him. Um, There was uh, a three and a half days, you know, that the the witnesses died and then they were Mm. resurrected and an army came up in attention. And so the Lord was kind of just using this next chapter to confirm the number I heard was three and a half. Now, I know three and a half years Jesus was in his ministry, mm-hmm. um, and that number is very symbolic. I mean, very uh, three is a number of perfection anyways, um, but why three and a half? I don't know. That's what God told me. And then he showed me that three and a half, that very following chapter. And, uh, and so then when you like look at the markers, and then you take us out three and a half years, um, we come really into the beginning of 2024 on Nissan One. Mm. And what has God, now we can look back now from 2020, at the end of 2020, um, you know, all the way these last three years, has God been opening up our eyes to see things that we couldn't see? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. we just couldn't see what was transpiring behind the government, behind the you know, what was trying media. media, some people, but I mean, right. a lot of, a lot of people's eyes have been open about media. Right. And, and the spell we've been under. Yeah. And even our health system. Right. And now even in the church. So, yeah. the, so the Lord, cause he's more interested in getting us True. into yes. the bride that he talks about. And that bride is pure. Yeah. And so the church really has been going through, I think a sifting process of hearing some truth, learning truth, and then we've really had to like decide, are we going to let go of those traditions of thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. and the things that we're familiar with, or are we going to adopt the new thing that the Lord is speaking? And then um, he gave a sign in the sky about the struggle um, that we would trans, that would transpire in these last three and a half years, um, that there would be a war that would be transpiring and in that um, war, um, the way that we would be able to overcome is through truth because it sets us free, right? Mm-hmm. And that was that great conjunction uh, in the sky. It happened on twelve twenty one. So just a couple months later, after I understood what God was telling me in Revelation 10, um, that he was revealing that mystery, we got this sign, uh, the great conjunction. It was the King Jupiter planet that what had come super, super close, like hadn't happened in 800 years to Saturn. Mm-hmm. And so Jupiter kind of represents in symbolic of Jesus and the people that are with him, 
right? The Christians. And then Satan was Saturn. And so everything, everyone that's, you know, siding with him. So it's, you know, God versus anti-God, two worlds colliding against each other, Jacob and Esau, if you'd call it, Mm -hmm. you know, and who's going to win out? Well, we know who wins out in the end, but is there going to be a struggle within that? There is. And so how are the, as the enemy is pushing and he's, you know, he's trying to move us into this one world government and enslavement system, what is the one thing that is going to prevent us from going into that system in a greater measure would be truth. Because now all of a sudden the truth makes us go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I'm not agreeing to that. Mm-hmm. And now where there's a pushback. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been seeing. Yeah. As that, this is the great awakening is coming into the authenticity of what is God's truth? And how do we really, what is building the kingdom look like? Mm. And, you know, we haven't really been able to see that because we've been in so much mixture. Yeah. So. Yeah. Our blinders have been on. They have been on. Yeah. Yeah. And interesting because um, that conjunction happened on 12, 21. And so uh, 12 is a number of government. And it was like the governments of the world, right? Mm-hmm. That have all been in cahoots now with the spirit of Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And then 21 is a number of distress and associated with Jacob's trouble. And so, you know, is there trouble among, you know, God's people right now because of what they're, what they're doing? There is. And God is like Jacob. God's allowing us to go through a wrestle because if we didn't go through it, we would never come to the end of ourselves and continue going on our way. And so um, the Lord has allowed us to do this so that we're inquiring. Inquiring moments want to know what, what's going on. What is the truth? Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, my goodness. You know, we got to get down on our knees. The fear of the Lord needs to rise. All these things. Jacob finally came to the end of his own strength, too. Oh, and for us. Oh, you know, we need to vote Republican. We need to get all the Republicans in or, you know, like whatever. Like, really? Are we really going to put our trust back into a broken system? Or do we need King Jesus to come and to rule? I mean, like, so there's a pivot there to put our number one allegiance on the Lord, putting us into his governmental pattern. Yeah. And so that's different than trying to, like, rely on a guy. You know, and then we just kind of sit back. This is a shift. It is a total shift. All right. So that kind of brings us into, um, well, one more thing. Uh, Then I really feel like the Christians have been going through um, this sifting process of understanding truth. But I do believe that even the body of Christ, the church, is now getting separated out for those that are hungry and thirsty to keep following that path and seeking him face to face and willing to lay their life down like a bondservant and to step into being uh, one in God's hand to be a solution uh, for our situation, right? And so in that laying down, there is an ability for God's consuming fire to take everything that's out out from Uh, within us and to place us into him and that gives us a greater authority whereas then we can you know come and and subdue the enemy with the lord's help right with his to his power and strength Mm -hmm. in us Mm -hmm. and so i feel like that ring of fire eclipse that happened on 10 14 
of this last year, 2023, um, had all the fingerprints of this plumb line being dropped Mm. and separating out, you know, those that are called to come into the ark and that secret place and to abide with the shadow of the almighty and to listen and abide and to hear what he has to say and Mm. sink into his heart and wait upon him and find the ones that are, you know, hearing him and saying, you know, hearing that same voice and, you know, and then wait for the Lord to pull us out, you know, in his strength, you know, and in his timing, which you is, know, which is really interesting because that goes into the pattern of our rest season that we're in right now. Totally. Yeah. Right. So we're in this uh, and, and actually if anyone hasn't, um, heard our ring of fire eclipse video, we kind of shared how Noah's pattern and, you know, when he went into the ark and, you know, all that, it kind of linked, uh, linked into the same time frame that we're in right now with so many signs in the sky and like what God is doing. And so these next five months, starting in October of this last year or 2023, um, and then bringing us up to the new year of 2024, these five months um, are key and critical that we rest and we receive the revelation so that we're walking in the fullness of his truth. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay. So that, um, brings me back now into the, um, message of the judges. And I share all that because, um, it's really interesting to see, um, you know, the patterns repeat themselves. And this is why we can look at the patterns in the Bible and then we can, well, we can have a confidence that pattern is no different then than it is today. We just been empowered by the Holy Spirit to to walk it out in victory. You know, yeah, yeah. it's encouraging to to know you have have that pattern. Yeah, you know, yeah. You look, you can look forward to knowing when you see the pattern, you can go, oh, okay, uh, yeah. You have something to look forward to. Yes, That's what I'm trying to say. yes, yeah. and even the pattern in the Old Testament of um how dark it got or how oppressive yeah. it got you know we see the pattern that hey you know what god was there mm-hmm. he had the solution yeah. you know but we had to partner with pivoting mm-hmm. repenting turn from our wicked ways right right judges. so this is what goes back to judges all right yeah. so um right before um ju- uh, judges happens i just want to give a little pretext because um joshua uh, was the leader of the tribes of Israel, and God anointed him to um, bring him across the um, promised, I mean, over the Jordan into the promised land. Mm-hmm. And he was the greatest military leader. He never, I mean, he was really able to subdue the enemy and then distribute and allot all the tribes their territory. And one of the things that I love about Joshua and the pattern that we need to like gravitate to is that he had to sit with Moses prior to God raising him up and having him cross over and be that military leader. Um, He had to sit with Moses. He had to understand the laws, the priesthood. Mm -hmm. He had to understand the ways of the Lord, you know, and then he, in that honoring God and his word, you know, wait and then follow his lead. So when Joshua, when Moses died and Joshua was the next one to take the lead, you know, the Lord said, Joshua, be strong and be of good courage. Now take the foundation with which you've learned from your amazing, you know, leader Moses, Mm -hmm. but you and I, we're going a different way and I'm going to do you with my power. I'm going to give you the spirit of wisdom on how to go 
into this land and take it for me. And so the reason why we know that that foundation was within Joshua is we see another pattern that God gave him. And that was when uh, they went ahead and they crossed over the Jordan The Lord said to him, let the Ark of the Covenant go first. Let the priests be the ones to dip their feet into the water. Mm. And then that would open up the Jordan and the water so that they could cross over. And then he said, and then let the leaders Mm. of the tribes go over. See, there was a whole different set method with which God was releasing this breakthrough that was totally different than what he did with Moses. But the Ark of the Covenant the covenant, um, like um, the heart of God, right? And and leaning into his truth and his way had to proceed before they went out in God's authority. Mm. So in order for us to really walk into greater authority and anointing and glory that God keeps talking to us all about that's coming, you know, we have to have, you know, the priesthood, matured in us and actually that's the number what 24 is is priesthood Mm -hmm. so the lord has been um, getting us into a place of maturity of the nature and the knowledge of his precepts his law you know his you know why i mean it's not a punishing law it's a protective law how we step into the promise and stay in proximity to god's heart Mm -hmm. you know and that is leading us and helping us then to go in with greater authority and so joshua had that you know and so now joshua was able to you know we see it works because Joshua showed us it worked. Mm-hmm. And then he comes to the end of his uh, life and he's doing this farewell address to the children of Israel. And he's kind of, um, you know, ratifying that covenant with them again because they've been in there for a while. And we have to be remember, remember, mm-hmm. remember, right? It's a constant. Constant reminder. And mm-hmm. so in Joshua twenty four twenty, he said, Now listen, you people, if you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done you good. And so he had been, they've been receiving and, and, and stepping in and enjoying all the fruitfulness of Joshua following God mm-hmm. and his ways. And so the land, they prospered in it. Yes. And so we can take advantage of that. Just like America, for example, how much of the, uh, our land has prospered because of the sacrifice of those that came over here and they were laying, you know, this foundation with the best of their ability at first mm-hmm. uh, to honor Jesus as king. And then we compromise. And so now we're, we look just like, um, you know, the the people that um, finally, you know, a generation later, they decided, you know, I kind of like those, you know, idol, the idols that they're worshiping. I like, you know, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so they started, what's the point? You know, I mean, like, yeah, they were like, you just don't even see how it just it just comes in, right? And mm-hmm. you just let your guard down. And in Judges uh, chapter 2, Um, It says, when all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation rose after them uh, who did not know the Lord nor the works which he had done for Israel. And then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals 
and the anger of the Lord was hot against them. He delivered them into the hands of the plunderers who despoiled them. He sold them into the hands of their enemies all around so that they could no longer stand before their enemies. And then later it goes on to say, nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges who delivered them out of the hand of those who plundered them. And when the Lord raised up the judges for them, the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hands of their enemies all the days of the judges. And so what's really interesting is that the Lord himself raised the adversary. And so we could say, okay, look at the world right now and how the enemy is like ruling and reigning. All right. Well, God's sovereign. So he's allowing this to happen. Um, Are we in fine tune with God? Do we have um, idolatry in our nation? Yes, yes, we have the mixture. So the Lord loves us too much to keep us going on our on the way that we are. Mm -hmm. And so it's difficult right now. And is the enemy, you know, pulling all the punches and is it destructive and horrible? Yes. Does the Lord like that? No. Is his mercy there? Yes. But is he teaching us something through the process? Absolutely. Yeah. He's trying to mature us. He's trying to get us back into right alignment with him. Mm-hmm. And so while we're still going through the storm right now, as we're heading into 2024 and war is, you know, you know, seems to be the the word of the hour, right? Um, over on the Middle East and, you know, it's very close to our shores North and Korea now. North Korea. I mean, like, right. So, yeah. um, you could get nervous. You could, you could wonder what's, you know, transpiring. But then if we go, if we think of it higher, we look at it in a bigger picture and we see, well, you know what, uh, God is doing, he turns everything around for his good, right? Mm-hmm. So this will, we, we know the end of the story, it's going to end up good. Yes. And we know we're going to get through this process because God always brings his people through the process. Mm-hmm. Do we want to be in the process with him? Do we want to see the process through his eyes? Or are we going to just step into the, to the, you know, the mindset of fear? And we're going to like think that God has abandoned us. And that, those two answers right there are absolutely, we should not, Correct. because it's yes. not going to help us, no. right? Yeah. All right, and so what I want to bring out here is um, that while they were being plundered by the enemy here in Judges, while God was raising up the adversary, and it would look like just like it is right now, and it looks pretty bleak, God in the secret place, in the hidden place, he was maturing one that he would raise up to be a judge. That would be the solution to helping the children come back into right alignment with God and rise up over the enemy and not be underneath them again. And so there are some of you listening to this podcast, and I know because there's a first fruits remnant that God is going to raise up collectively, not just one judge, but a collection. That pattern again. It's the pattern Mm -hmm. that will come into a greater responsibility of rulership Mm -hmm. to help bring the church and the nations, you know, whatever those seven mountains are back into what's right and just and true in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so there, they are, you know, God's putting the final touches on them. Mm -hmm. And so this is the message that I just wanted to share with you. Um, well, first of all, go to Psalm 19, you know, 19? yeah, yes. before I share the message, mm-hmm. because this is, um, you know, we kind of talked about, um, uh, read, uh, one through, uh, three right now or one through four, one through four, mm-hmm. the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. 
Day unto day utters speech, and night unto, unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. Okay. In them yeah. he has set a tabernacle for the sun. Go ahead. Uh, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and he and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. That's so cool. Okay, yeah. so these scriptures right here um, confirm the relevance of these signs in the sky we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And it feels like God's really like, I don't know, my heart has been so open to the signs in the sky since the American eclipse in two, 2017. And they've just been like revealing these seven years coming up in 2024 uh, on, on, in Nissan, um, that God's handiwork, his message, his covenant, his, the things that he's shifting forward, you know, I'm giving you these signs you know, and start real start recognizing the signs because I want to get you in sync and in alignment mm-hmm. uh, with what I'm doing with this convergence, with this movement that's ha- that's heading up, and with the wars that are going on, so you understand them. Because outside of this war, we're coming into a great and glorious place, um, and so God gives us the signs in the sky. He says in Genesis one fourteen, the sun, the moon, and the stars to be a sign and a season of the promise of of the one to. Come come Jesus and then the saints as well the sons of light that are coming and fulfilling God's covenant promises so we're seeing these signs and we have to understand that that which has been written in the in the heavenlies God's confirming it with a second witness in the word itself right mm-hmm. and so they're a double witness and then um so so there's number 1 and the second thing is he goes on to say read verse 7 through um 9 All right. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Okay, so we're taking, um, this is like, for for, for I know especially for this month the tenth mm. month mm. Um, these these are the scriptures we should be gravitating to in this rest season mm. you know it is the word that's going to convert the soul right mm-hmm. so he first starts talking about the heavenly pattern and how it's a witness to his truth yes. and the things that he's bringing forward then he brings us to the written pattern yeah. you know and how it helps us to come into um, the synchronicity of that truth. Mm -hmm. So we have this double witness, all Mm -hmm. right? So we have these signs that are happening in the sky, and we start off 2024 with a bang, with this solar eclipse coming in. That's when the sun and the the moon is in between the sun and the earth. It almost looks like the one, 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 right? They're in synchronicity. It's like God dropping the plumb line Mm. of the left, you know, the power of God Almighty represented by the sun, and the moon representing the church and the, uh, the Jesus and the sons of God, the, the church, right, that are in alignment with him, that are being reflective down to the earth of what his truth is, his glory, right? The word says he wants to bring heaven here to earth. Yes. Right, and so it's like this: an alignment, a one, one, one. The power of a left, 
that is, uh, and his heart and his witness that is working through the sons of light and they're reflecting in the earth and back up to him what his nature is. And so that's the greatest gift that we can give God is that we're reflecting um, as a son, like uh, the father, right? Back mm-hmm. to the father. And yeah. so that may, that's what makes him smile. So I share all that because... Um, this is the foundation of the time and the rest season that we need to see these signs and to start praying into the signs in the sky and then also praying into the word and how what God is doing then uh, with bringing the covenant, the convergence, moving things forward, right? And so I leave you now with this message that God gives us through the names of the judges. Mm. Um, and because I think that it's what we should be placing before us as the target, as, you know, the thing that we are, you know, we want to, we want to walk into this message. We want to become part of this sign. We want to, you know, you know, in, in, I don't know, just in, in, uh, what's the right word? Uh, take it all in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Take it all in. Right. Um, and so if this is what we're focusing on, then, you know, you, you automatically start moving toward it instead of what the enemy is doing. Mm-hmm. So we have the enemy that's working really hard right now to deflect and to get us into fear and to agreement with what he's doing. But if we have this as our target and if we're agreeing to what God is doing through a people that he's yes. got in the hidden place right now to raise up in great authority, like the judges, Mm-hmm. then that is what we can start praying into, decreeing, looking toward, finding those other people that are like-minded because he is drawing together mm-hmm. a company. And so let's look at the names of the judges. Well, first of all, there's 14 judges. Um, 14 is the number of deliverance, which mm-hmm. is what the judges did, right? Brought them out of deliverance yeah. of the hand of the enemy mm-hmm. and release. Okay, so 14 is deliverance and release. Now, some scholars would say, there's 15 because Deborah was working in conjunction with Barak mm-hmm. uh, when God rose, rose her up. And 15 is the number of new direction with the mercy and grace of God. Mm-hmm. All right. So either way you look either at it, it's, it's what the judges, you know, yeah, vision yeah. and purpose was mm-hmm. for the Lord raising them up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the, 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 I'm going to give you the names and the, and the in order of when the Lord raised them up. Okay. Um, but notice that uh, this first one, if you've if you've learned anything from anything that we've been teaching, God has a pattern as well of first, and He always uses Judah. Judah goes first, mm. you know, the tribe of Judah. Well, mm. this first judge came from the tribe of Judah, and his name was Othiel. All right, and so you're just to clarify, you're giving the names and the meanings, and, and the meanings of the name, yeah. Okay. All right, so Othiel's name meant. Lion of God. Is Jesus coming back as the Lamb of God or the Lion of God? Lion. He's coming back as a lion to, mm-hmm. to rule the nations, as it says in Isaiah 2. And so it's the power of God. All right, the second one is Ehud. His name means joining together, united. The third is Shamgar. A sword is his meaning. Deborah. Um, like technically her name means a bee or orderly, mm. but really when you put the word debar meaning to, uh, together, it means her, uh, putting the words in order to speak. And mm. it's funny that I had a hard time putting those words in order to speak of what Deborah actually meant. <laughs> anyway, so Barak means a lightning to shine flashing. 
and he worked hand in hand with Deborah. Uh, Gideon, we love Gideon, right? Gideon's army. His name means a warrior who subdues the enemies, mm-hmm. a feller of men. Jayar means light enlightens. Jep. Bath, I'm not probably not saying that right, means whom God sets free or he will open or opening of the ark. Mm. Um, Isban, I- Ibzan means whiteness, splendid, Elon, mighty. Abdon, Bidon means serving and judging. Samson, a son and a shield. Samuel's name means to hear and obey. And then we have Eli, my God, the God of me, high and elevated. Mm. All right, so... Um, God has a purpose for giving us um, names and the meaning of those names because they definitely have something to do with our destiny and what God is using, like our piece of the puzzle to bring forth this amazing masterpiece of his kingdom come and his will be done. You know, we each carry a piece. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the name that God gives us has something to do with that piece that we contribute um, mm. to his tapestry. So mm. my name means, uh, Stacy means resurrection. And I definitely feel that God's given me a life that has uh, got a death process that brings forth resurrection power. You know, out of that, I'm able to share, you know, in, in a greater um, fire, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. of what I had to go through. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, so anyways, we all have something, you know, like your name, I think means pure grace, grace, you know, and you had just got the grace and purity all over you. Um, mm-hmm. So anyways, um, so here is the uh, putting the, together the names. And I just want you to just like, as you're hearing this, just, just take a moment and just, and just sink into this word and let it become your word. Hallelujah. All right. The power of God, his voice united in his sons. They're jointly fit together in an orderly manner as one that they are subject to his sword, the word. They're warriors of the king of kings. They're rewarded with the responsibility to subdue the enemy by the power of the blood of Christ, by the light of transfiguration, that through the increase and the full measure of God's glory, purely seen and purely released, this will be God's set time when he will bring deliverance of his promise and he will open up the ark of his covenant and reveal the splendor, the indwelling of Christ, the Lamb of God, the mighty king seated on his throne, judging the nations as the great servant and working through the overcoming priests of God. That's you and I who have accepted this refiner's fire, who will hear and obey his voice and reflect and elevate the witness of their God to the world. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that an amazing message? Yeah. Yeah. And so this is something that why we've had to go through refiner's fire. Mm -hmm. Why have we been going through such a dark and and difficult season? Um, It's because God is drawing us closer to him and understanding his nature and his truth. And you don't think that God is not going to reward those that are seeking him diligently? He is. He knows, though, that if we haven't gone through this process, if he brings an increase of glory, we will not be able to handle it. It would hurt us instead of 
help us. It would hinder us, you know? And so as we accept this process, especially through this, you know, rest season, you know, see yourself just getting rid of all this stuff that's not from him and accepting the new fresh anointing that God is revealing and that just filling your temple and, you know, just getting prepared so that, that you then can walk in the responsibility mm. of carrying that glory because it is a great responsibility yeah. because the world needs authentic Jesus. We heard that last night. They need to see not the church that, that we have you know, shown the world over the generations that have such a mixed message and they're so compromised and they're not working together and they're not subduing the enemy, right? Mm -hmm. They've lost their influence and this is because of the mixture. So God's pulling a people out that aren't are saying, I don't want that mixture. I just want Jesus. I just want to, you know, nothing in this world, all of him, you know, I lay my life down as a bond servant so I can pick up the cause because the generations behind us, they need that those that are going to sacrifice for that. Mm -hmm. And so um, I bless you with this message because I think it's a very balanced message. It's hopeful in the fact that is God bringing a great awakening and a glory up ahead? Absolutely. Yes. It is the promise of his word. Mm -hmm. Is there still a storm that we're going through? Absolutely yes. there is. But where are you aligning with the vision that God gives us through the messages? you know, of the, of the names of those judges, you know, yeah. or are we going to align with the, you know, the fear. media and what they're, you know, you know, compounding that fear upon mm -hmm. us. And I'm not saying that we're not supposed to like see what's transpiring because God's going to give us a strategy to navigate into that narrow pathway where we can slide right through the enemy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We need to see it, but not be in the fear, not in the fear and not apart. Yes. We got to be set apart. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of a, that's good. I don't know. Is there, uh, that's good. yeah. Is there anything else that you think that we should share for, I think that's... for this month coming up? I do want to leave you with this because this is another good thing to hold on to. Okay. Um, I is Isaiah 33, 20 and 22. It's really the vision, um, also to look ahead. So you can you go to the scriptures and, um, you know, actually, uh, there's two scriptures that um, I want to finish with. Isaiah 26, 20 first. It says, come, come, my people, enter your chambers, shut your doors behind you, hide yourself as it were for a little moment until the indignation is passed. Mm, now we got good. that last year. And so we're still in this rest season and God wants us to come into his chambers and know when to come in, as I say, in the hidden place. And then he goes, okay, now you can go out and narrow, you know, follow my narrow path, right? Mm -hmm. And so in that place, we find Psalm 91, under the shadow, shadow and the shelter of the Almighty, yes. and he'll charge his angels over us, right? Yes. So we can have that promise of protection and provision, even through the storm. Mm -hmm. And so we need to make sure we do that. The second scripture is Isaiah 33, 20 through 22, and I'll finish with this. And he says, look upon Zion, and that's his government, the government that's upon his shoulders, mm. right? We are trying to understand the government of God. 
you know, his authority, following him, the head, right? So we can be the body of Christ, right? Yes. All right. The city of our appointed feasts. So there's those feasts. Okay. Mm -hmm. The appointed times. God releases his covenant forward. Your eyes will see the new Jerusalem, a quiet home, a tabernacle that will not be taken down, nor one of its stakes will ever be removed. Why? Because it's not made by man's hands. It is the corporate stone kingdom that's being built um, through you and I as believers as uh, the temple of God. Nor will any of its words be broken. But there the majestic Lord one uh, will be for us a place of broad rivers and streams which no galley with oars will sail, nor majestic ships pass by. For the Lord is our judge, the Lord's our lawgiver, the Mm. Lord's our king, and he will save us. Mm. That just caps it off right there, doesn't it? In this month of the the you know dan and the tribe of uh that's called to judge you know his name is to judge and mm-hmm. we're trying to understand his authority and coming under the synchronicity of the headship of mm-hmm. the lord you know here we we will see that um as we submit to um his truth and his ways so um yeah that's all i think i got unless you have anything you want to add I th- I think that's good. Yeah. I, I I just keep on thinking the Melchizedek order, which you have the mm-hmm. king and and the priestly order together, and I, that's where we're going. That's where we're going, and that this has a lot to do with coming into that rest and getting into his pattern. Yeah. So we can have that authority, right? And know his government patterns and authority. Yeah. Or government as well as the authority. Yeah. It's funny because the church has t- taken the time to understand um, the priesthood of God in mm-hmm. some measure, right? Mm-hmm. The salvation message, which is just such a portion, a small portion mm-hmm. of building the kingdom of God. And we've separated ourselves into this, you know, this, you know, the four walls of the church. And you know what the Lord's doing right now? <laughs> He's me. trying to get us out of the church. Yeah. And he's trying to get that priesthood that's in us, you know, the nature of Jesus. Nature of Jesus. And following his witness and now taking those things and establishing something in the community he's placed us in so that we can be an influence. So church is no longer in those four walls, mm-hmm. but we're bringing church to the, to the businesses mm-hmm. and to the streets, right? Of, you know, wherever God takes us into the grocery store, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll see great authority rise up as we, you know, we marry these two things. Mm-hmm. This is how the city shifts. Yeah. The city, the state, the region, the nation. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. All right. Well, we bless you with this message, and um, we hope that you have a great rest season with the yes. Lord. <laughs> yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.